0: I need new music. This is the JJO Discover New Music podcast. Look alive! Look alive! Look alive!
1: Yeah. Joining me after a little bit of coaching to make sure I say his name right, Jaffe from Oxymorons. Jaffe, how you doing, man?
2: You, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, been home from a week for a week after this uh, Europe tour with Corey Taylor. So just adjusting to the New York groove, which <laughs> is very different from the European groove. <laughs> I, I would assume so. I would assume
1: so. Well, let's start off with that. Cause we're going to talk about the debut album, uh, Melanin punk, but, yeah. uh, how was that overseas? Uh, that's, that's a pretty big deal out with Corey Taylor getting the band out there.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. You know, um, we're for, for a band of our, our size and where we're currently at on our journey, it, it's uh pretty incredible that we got to go to Europe twice in a matter of eight months. And wow. we went with bad omens earlier this year, and now with Corey Taylor, each time it feels like we had, you know, the red carpet rolled out for us. Um, <laughs> and just got to you know feel feel the impact of especially a band like us and, and from New York and the States, you know, over there, we like, we like called the Jimi Hendrix effect, you know, You're right. <laughs> uh, um, you get, you get big over there and everyone in America is like, no, they're ours. We like them first. <laughs> and then it creates this nice little like jealousy that just results in success. So right, um, right. it's really cool to, to just feel that. Yeah. And the love over there was just immense. Uh, none, of, none of us have ever been to that side of the world for vacation or anything. So to also experience it in that way, was just like, I think for us as people in our lives, which is super important, such a beautiful experience, you know? I love
1: it. Well, congratulations, guys, and it just keeps building from there, and that's actually kind of what leads me into this. A group of guys, like you said, on your way up, out there, pounding the pavement, show after show, that musical grind that so many up-and-comers go through and a lot of people don't survive. How does it feel now having the labels on it, the CDs out, the downloads ready with this debut album, Melanin Punk. How does that, how does that feel now at this point?
2: You know, it, um, it's great to. It just feels you know like we're let, we're crossing into a new level um, and a new like stratosphere of it. But it also isn't the end goal. Um, we're very much still working and blazing a path, and we're we're really happy to have the the support and the resources, uh, such as from label and management and other festivals that we didn't have previously. You know, it, it keeps us motivated and let us know that the thing is working and it's on its way towards success as other bigger things attach themselves to it. Uh, but the work ain't done and we ain't even halfway there yet. <laughs> I guess it's a New Yorker, and it's, you know, it's just always right. about the grind. We're never taking a moment to smell the flowers. We're just like, let's go, let's go,
1: let's go. He's son of a bitches, man. You never sleep. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, well, it's super exciting. And and honestly, everyone is uh, in for a treat if you have not been exposed to oxymorons and, and, and their sound. And I will say, if I'm being completely honest, getting my first real exposure, diving into it before uh, doing this interview, doing my prep and everything, and listening to the music, watching the music videos. And I'm not saying this just to pander because you're on here. I really do mean this. Instantly in love with the sound. Dug it immediately. And such a unique uh, a, a, a grab, inspirations from different elements, rap, rock, country. I mean, there's so many things that you guys brought yeah. in, which... From where you're at and where you guys are from there in that New York area, that is a melting pot. But I do want to ask, why does rap and rock and after listening to your music, why is it so copacetic? Why does it blend so well? And you guys finding that sound, finding that blending together and making that sound for oxymorons.
2: Um, Well, I think those those two genres specifically have, have such a like rebellious nature to them. And they sort of broke the mold of what popular music was when they first came out and then had like a chokehold on it for so long, I'd say rock, rock and roll, especially from, you know, like 50s, 60s, throughout 2000 and then hip hop, the way it's sort of become the, you know, the one of the biggest genres of the 21st century now. So I guess the the, the impact they've had on culture um, is really important. And then I think just the ethos and where they come from Um, again, it was, you know, like the devil's music for rock and roll and yeah, (laughs) You know, like like gangster music and, right, and right. violent music for uh, for <laughs> for rap, um, and really that's just about just nonconformity and the general population of those times, like not fully understanding that there is a new movement happening. Right. Um, so those two things have always been relative to us, and also on a on a much more than just uh, what new metal got us mm-hmm. in a much more like literal sense, or to use an example of those two things coming together to sort of form this new moment and music we always felt though that there wasn't enough of a uh, discovery and and like an addition of the rap culture mm-hmm. um into rock as opposed to just like the literal i'm rapping over some metal <laughs> right Here we right. are rap rock but those <laughs> stories being the stories that nwa told you know that even kendrick lamar tells in this day and age uh so many more rappers even cypress hills uh right. in the 90s you know, there wasn't that representation and that authenticity to the culture and sound of rap in rock in an effort to mix it with rock and punk and everything else. And we always, like, that was always our goal to achieve, to just, like, take it. We feel, again, just to use new metal as a glass ceiling, and it's not a knock on its success, and it obviously um, has influenced us, and we f-ing love it. We thought, we always thought it was a glass ceiling, and right. it could be taken way further, and especially... Uh, now in this generation of music consumer, the younger generations too, they are listening to a lot more of everything right? and enjoying a lot more of everything. So, you know, I think there was an interview uh, Andre 3000 recently had talking about his flute album. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but yes, uh, he yes. said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't have to get into that, but we, um, he said, you know, it, uh, obviously just saying like, it, it takes more than talent and like and timing and who you're speaking to is so important. Um, and I think the timing for us in this mission that we're on in in terms of music and the culture of music to change it is like, this is it. This is the moment happening. And that's why it feels like it's working.
1: Uh, well, I love it. And like I said, just listening to it and just all these different sounds and, and hearing the influences in there. Uh, that was such a beautiful explanation. And it kind of leads into my next thing. Do you find yourself maybe when you're writing, let's say that day, we'll just, I'll pull from your examples. Let's say you're uh, driving over to uh, a bandmate's house and you're listening to NWA and then you write songs. Do you notice maybe what you're listening to if it's on the rap or the rock or the new metal side pulling in maybe for writing that day or, or, or what you're going to like? Now yeah. we have a song that's a little bit more rap leaning or the other way around. You listen to Hendrix or something on the other day. And, and I wonder how that works for you.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we didn't, we didn't like make this idea popular. I know Rick Rubin talks about it a lot, but we very much believe in serving the song. There's Mm. very little like ego in our creative process. So like, just cause I play guitar, doesn't mean I'm coming up with all the guitar parts. Mm. Just cause Maddie plays drums. Sometimes I have, you know, drum beats and and D and other people will sing different ideas or have concepts. we just sort of write all together and also just because the two brothers are are the lyricists doesn't mean that every time one gets one verse and one gets a second verse it really is what serves the song best and what makes the best the song as best as possible so we try and remove as much ego but to what you were saying like to use an example like head for the hills on our album is a song that i remember ki came over to my place and he was just like yo what if we did like like a harder rock igor era tyler the creator You know, so I was just like, oh, that means like you sort of let's start with like a dirty sub-synth, you know, line, and then I can, you know, but like take some of like the notes or progressions from something more metal-leaning and then throw like a kitchen sink beat on there that has (laughs) like kind of a J. Dilla thing that sort of, you know, the timing is a little off and it creates a little discomfort and then uh, throw some rock guitars on it and we got up for the hill. You you (laughs) (laughs) could start from such a simple little idea that, yes, it's like, Oh, like title of the creator, or it comes comes from the rock side. You know, there's even sometimes from like a food Fighters super hard rock chorus right. that we might even make fun of sometimes. So, like, what <laughs> if we did it? What if we did it in a in our own way, right? How how could we make it? We even like to. I, I we love listening to music that we people wouldn't expect us to, or sometimes I necessarily I don't even enjoy subjectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are such great moments in songs, like even four seconds of a song that are just like mind blowing or genius or like will will just inspire you in some way. And you take those four seconds and be like, All right, I'm gonna steal this <laughs> and throw it into our formula, and you have something like unexpectedly new and cool. Um so yeah, we're always finding different ways to create, and it can come from anywhere and anyone.
0: Listen, rate, share, subscribe. Discover new music now at WJJO.com, in the JJO app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brock has a new interview every Thursday evening between 6 and 7, 941 JJO.
2: I need new music.
0: This is the JJO Discover New Music Podcast. Look alive, look alive, look alive.
1: Uh, Well, it's so cool seeing that creative process, and we're going to hear more again because it's out now. Melanin Punk from Oxymoron's uh, debut album, and you guys actually had uh, some help from uh, Zach Jones producing this one, and he's worked with guys like Fever Three Three Three. Uh, pop evil. We came as the list goes on and on. Why was uh, that such an important relationship uh, to have him there for the sound you were looking for on that final product with Zach?
2: Yeah. I mean, we, so we met him through working with Jason, uh, Alan Butler, Fever 333. Um, They worked on our EP Mohawks and Durags together. And um, we knew we could hold down the hip hop side, especially very well, like in, in production, but whether, I mean, speaking to his skills or not, he just, like, understood. Um, and he was someone that we got in the studio with. We've worked with a lot of producers in the past. And it was just chemistry. And it just worked. And, it like, it was just a no-brainer. We knew it was fast. You know, songs like Justice, uh, Look Alive, Enemy, those were all songs that we wrote from scratch with Zach in a matter of three, four hours. And they were done. Wow. And that speaks for itself, and that kind of relationship, especially like between band, artist, and producer, it is to be honored, you know, especially if you're doing this with with honor. Um yeah. and the reasons why we're here and we're pursuing this is is beyond just ourselves. we so he just felt like a really important part of the equation, and when it was time to make the album, we knew he was going to elevate the demos we had already and ideas we had. And we were also gonna be able to write some really cool stuff from scratch with him. And it was, it was just it was effortless. And that's something yeah. we didn't even think twice about it or even once. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Just do it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing this. Yeah, he's an, he's incredible, so talented. Obviously uh-huh. his resume speaks for himself for himself, but yeah, he's a great, great person. We love working with him.
1: I'm just so excited for people to hear more of this and be exposed to this. Now that's out now the debut album. And again, you mentioned your EP Mohawks and do rags, which was out in 2021 uh, when the world was all crazy. So uh, you guys yeah. getting out there now with this debut album is, is really exciting. Uh, so I'm going to get a little actor studio, James Liptony on you with this question, but I like okay. asking, especially for guys that, you know, are on their first or second album and, and on that, that way up and, and really growing and expanding and finding themselves so here we are 30 years later a, a handful of grammys uh you know a, a bunch of platinum records uh with uh, and, uh oxymorons how will you guys 30 years from now with all that success look back on this album melanin punk what, what's your what's your mindset how are you going to reminisce on?
2: um i think melanin punk is uh the first time we were able to for us the goal is to is to be as a band and especially with this album, to create a blueprint for future bands that look like us, that want to sound like us, that aren't as represented in these spaces. And not just for the cultural reasons, but like the way, you know, we dress as well. And we take a lot of, uh, and the way we present ourselves aesthetically takes a lot from both those worlds. We, we don't, we pride ourselves in, in what we call, uh, we do not code switch. Um, and there is a lot of code switching from black and brown people, in in rock spaces because it's it's a way it's a way to be safe it's a way to feel safe um and it it could a lot of times it's who you are and that's a beautiful thing but the main thing is to celebrate and be who you are at all times and whether a scene or not supports that you know lead with love and be proud of it and so we think we're a blueprint that the future of bands will can take even further but a lot of people are in agreement that there hasn't been a band that's doing what we're doing not just in sound. but in aesthetic culturally and like with the and the mission that we're specifically on to take on the responsibility of representing uh, a lot of people that are often not represented. I mean, we see it at our own shows and shows that we're a part of, um, and that light just go off and younger kids, especially younger kids of color that are just like, Oh, I can do this now. I just saw it happen and I can do it. And so, yes, the success of the band is obviously important. We all want to make a lot of money and, and win accolades and continue to have success uh, with albums and tours. But that part is equally, if actually, if not more important to us. Um, and if we can change the landscape of music and culture by being ourselves and challenging all the conformists, then I think that legacy is is going to be everything to us and much more important to leave behind than anything, any other reason why people start bands, you know, for... But. attention and to be loved
1: <laughs> i uh i love that answer that was a beautiful answer and nice, i think that's man. perfect the the blueprint for future uh generations and 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 musicians uh a great answer awesome answer man i love it well uh if people have not gotten excited yet i don't know what else i need to do for you go get a Melton <laughs> punk from oxymorons it's out now and uh jaffe thank you so much for the time we are uh honored to have you here and we're excited to see more from you but we're not done yet. Hold on one sec. Because Let's go. Now, that, now that the important stuff is out of the way, I've done my due diligence. Let's have a little fun, and then we'll get you to it. So this is rapid okay. fire. There's no wrong answers. All right, no wrong answers. You just go with your gut, and we're going to learn a little bit more about you. Let's start easy. Let's start easy. Oh no! Oh no! Mash mashed potatoes or baked potatoes? Mash. Okay. Uh, disco or techno? Disco a little surprised i thought maybe you'd be more of a techno guy all right see we got surprises now
2: i like house i like house but oh, okay you know, i'm like hey,
1: depends. <laughs> otherwise get the bell bottoms out uh yeah. soap <laughs> jeans or damp socks
2: oh man i have a crazy damp socks story so right, we have the time no tell jeans. me tell me can no, you tell me no. i can't tell you it's is, it is not radio friendly my friend it is not radio friendly
1: We'll, we'll have to save it for the next one. We'll get or maybe off, we'll, record. Off, or off the record. We'll have it off the record. Oh my God. All right, good. Well, I'm super excited now about that. Uh, would you rather see Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster?
2: Um, Loch Ness Monster. Cause I can't run away from Bigfoot.
1: You can't run away from Bigfoot?
2: He'll chase me. He'll get me down. Loch Ness Monster. I could observe it and be like, wow, look at that wonder of the world. That myth. Beautiful. Way over and on with my day. On with my day
1: you saw him from a safe distance and everyone's fine everyone's fine uh i do need to tell that whenever someone picks loch ness monster i do like to share with people that scientists do believe that it was just a whale penis that is what <laughs> i read that i read you
2: that actually okay. very recently too yeah. yes i have like, heard of this when it
1: breaches the water you can see it's just a big floppy whale penis that's all it is
2: <laughs> I, look at that look at look at how a penis can turn into such mythology over and, some of time
1: That'll never happen with my penis, I'll tell you that much, Javi. Never. Never a thing of mythology. Uh Nope. But last one for you here. One punch from Mike Tyson or 100 punches from the Where's the Beef Lady?
2: (laughs) One punch from Mike Tyson because we were working with Mark Orell, who's played uh, with the folks and a few other people uh, on the EP, and we were talking about how this song felt like a punch in the face from Mike Tyson, And what an honor that would be. Even if it knocked you the heck out, like a punch from Mike Tyson in the face, I'd be honored to take that one. I I don't know if I'll survive it, but, or if I'll, if it won't give me brain damage, but man, what an honor it would be to have a punch in the face from that guy. If I'm gonna take a punch from anybody, just let it be him. I'm not, now again, this isn't about whether I survive it or not. (laughs) honor, (laughs) the honor is in Mike Tyson.
1: Here lies Jaffe, who died from a punch from Mike Tyson. I mean, you can't With feel honor. bad about that. You can't feel bad about that. Uh thank you for humoring me. More importantly, thank you for chatting. New music. Oxymorons, Melanin Punk. It's out now. We really appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much.
2: Appreciate
0: Thank you so much for the love. Appreciate you, bro. Listen, rate, share, subscribe discover new music now at wjjo.com in the jjo app or wherever you get your podcasts rock has a new interview every thursday evening between six and seven 941 jjo